Hey everybody, I hope you are well. I was delighted to be joined by Chris Target from Social for Brokers. Chris is a real expert when it comes to social media posts, social media marketing, how you fit that into your schedule. Chris has been working really closely with a lot of estate agents and mortgage brokers, particularly in the past year. He's been making great waves, so he's got tons of great insights. It was a pleasure to have Chris on the show. I hope you really enjoy listening and watching it. Please check out Chris and Social for Brokers. Also check out the services at the Mortgage Broker Club. We've got some amazing white label products out there that are going down really well at the moment. But more importantly, please stay well. I hope you enjoy the show. Are there any um, particular um, social media platforms that you've been uh, absorbing that you think mortgage brokers should pay particular attention to? In an ideal world, I suspect it would be, well, for your business, probably look at all of them, but especially for self-employed brokers or or, or for smaller operations, would you prioritise any of them? Do you see any of them as, as being particularly more important than one another, both now and, and in the immediate future for brokers? Facebook. It's the done one when it comes to mortgage brokers for social media. In my eyes, and a lot of people agree with me, because I call it the community platform. You can share posts. You can mention your friending posts. You can like pages. You can follow pages. It's a very open and... Some people might not agree with me, but it's quite a positive platform compared to something like Instagram. Because we know Instagram is the one that's going to affect people's mental health. And that's how it's it's got that stigma. As Facebook is, you've got people that want to shout about your business and be local. So, yes, we want to be on all platforms if we can. But if you're just starting out on social and you're not confident, just master, master Facebook or get on Facebook, set up a business page, which is different from your personal page and really grow it on there. I've been impressed with Facebook um, for growing people's businesses. LinkedIn is my baby. Like, it's the one I absolutely love. I spend 98% of my life on there. Do you know what I mean? That, that, I check that app 20, 30 times a day. I'm addicted to it because it's good for my business, because I can hit a certain niche on there. So if you're a mortgage broker that wants to hit a particular niche, so if you want to do try and do mortgages for doctors that are on contracted um, contracts with hospitals. You can target those people that live in London. So that's where LinkedIn's really good. And I've been impressed the way LinkedIn's grown over the last 12 months. TikTok, the worst social media app because I can't get to sleep. I literally sit there and I scroll through rubbish. Like it's the best social media app, but worse for me because I can't, I, I lose sleep over it because you just, it's addictive. People scroll through it. I haven't been big on TikTok and that's probably an area I need to improve. It is very good. It's, you can have a bit of a laugh on there, but it's getting more serious. And that's, I do, there are some mortgage brokers on there that do these 30 second videos that are all about advice and all about tips. So they're kind of, trying to mould that audience because in the next five, 10 years, they're going to be people that are wanting to buy houses. Um, Instagram is growing. Yes. It's all about imagery. I always say Instagram is very good for selling products. Whereas Facebook is better for selling a service Um, because Instagram, I think is lacking. I don't know what it is, but they need to do something around businesses and create the community that Facebook's got because at the moment, 
I can tag you in a post, but I can't share share a post to your timeline or I can share it through DMs. We were talking about DMs earlier. So Instagram, yes, I really like, and it is growing and it's going to be huge, but it just needs something else, I think, to be... I don't want it to be Facebook, but I want some some business orientation from Facebook to be integrated into Instagram. And what types of posts from mortgage brokers in particular are you uh, impressed with the most other than obviously the ones that that you work Stupid with of ones, course yeah, the funny ones yeah uh, yeah <laughs> and other than, other than yeah. the ones that just have your, your side split yeah. um i'm thinking if if there are mortgage brokers that are either quite active on social but uh you know are looking at how they could potentially take that to the next level or people who either dabble in it or don't do much on it at all mm-hmm. what would your recommendations be in terms of well I mean, I my personal view is you sh- obviously you should only do the type of posts that you feel comfortable with. So if you're comfortable on video, do video. If you're comfortable on audio, you can still do audio. If you're a great writer, then you know, you know, you, there's no point doing something you're not comfortable with. But hypothetically, assuming you're comfortable with all of it, what are the kind of things you're seeing from mortgage brokers which you go, yeah, that's that's a really good strategy and really good execution. Making it topical. That's a big thing. Um, so, for example, what are we talking about at the moment? We're talking about kind of like 5% guarantee, the government guarantee mortgages. So, yes, that's topical. So make sure it's relevant. Try and, it depends if you're outsourcing this or you're keeping it to yourself, try and use terms that you would use. So if you're using the word agreement in principle, don't use the word mortgage certificate because it's not going to give you that continuity if they phone you, your posts don't look genuine then. So yeah, make it topical. Try and add a bit of humour to it. Um, so for example, next week is May the 4th be with you. You can do it's Happy Star Wars Day. What you want to try and do is put content out there. Yes, we want to do the informational stuff, but in- informative. Is informational a word? Informative, we'll go with informative. You want to do your informative post, but then try and do something that if you were scrolling through and you saw a mortgage broker's post and it was a frog, you kind of think, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to see a frog on a mortgage broker's post. For example, because this will go out next week, I've done a few posts for people um, this week about, it's like a, a photo of a frog or like just a big image. And it's kind of, are you ready to take the leap for a house if you love it? And it's down the lines of, look, if you haven't got your agreement in principle in this market, somebody could steal that house from beneath you. So let's get you in the perfect position to be able to leap for that house. Nobody, well, nobody's going to make that association between a frog and a house. So they're automatically going to stop and go, why the hell is John Smith Mortgages uploading something about a frog? You see what I mean? It kind of just disturbs the norm. That's what I think you should do. Um, And a quick tip for people, go to a website called Pixabay, P-I-X-A-B-A-Y, and they're royalty-free images. So you can use them on your social media scroll through and just try and come up with a few ideas um, for things. If you go onto my social media, I talk about this a lot. It's how I go through the creative process. I'll look at images and then try and tie a post to it. So yeah, I've rambled there, but I, I'm looking for things that really jump out at me and... Um, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Frogs. Um, yeah, that's the kind of content I'm looking for. But think about it in a way that, say if you were to buy a new car 
this is a perfect example. I was looking for a lease car. I watched some videos and I ended up settling on videos from a company where a bloke sticks sticks or umbrellas up the back of all exhaust pipes to see if they're fake exhaust pipes or they're real. So if there's two exhaust pipes, he's like, right, is it are they fake or are they real? And it just stuck with me. I knew that company from the bloke that stuck an umbrella up an exhaust pipe. Don't have to go that literal, but it's something that stuck with me. And that's why I went through that company's website over and over again because it's something that it just it stayed with me. As a mortgage broker, could it stay with you that you're the mortgage broker that uploaded the photo of the frog? Indeed. I something I, I definitely don't do enough and and it's something that um this is not an excuse or a reason just through being so so busy that i don't want to do this in a fake way so you know uh, what i should be doing which is what all we should be we should all be doing is actually engaging with our followers and the people we're connected with by actually consuming their content and not just liking it for liking's sake or putting a comment on it for comment's sake actually going in and doing that and that's something that when i when i immerse myself in that and do that it's great at the moment i'm just really struggling for the time especially some of the longer form stuff that's being done by people i don't want to just you know read a paragraph and try and bluff it just for the sake of what engaging with them on social so i've been quite quiet personally um you know i guess from a posting point of view but if i was a mortgage broker it's definitely something i would try and make the time for even if it's just i don't know whether it be having a coffee at the weekend or a break during the week or something because when you were talking about facebook and and local there's going to be so many uh local businesses independents um self-employed um consultants freelancers you name it that are going to be in that community and by sort of sharing some of the great work they do engaging with what they do on there um that is even that in a genuine i mean in a completely genuine way Gen- no fakeness yeah. to it but not many people do that in that it's just life everyone's everyone is selfish it's just to what degree mm-hmm. you're selfish so by actually being so unselfish in a way by talking about them promoting them enjoying what they put on there i've just got no doubt that you you go into the social friends category and similar to what you were referencing when they then either A, see your content, they're more likely to share it, and B, when they need something in their personal life, they're more likely to use you. For me, it's it's win-win. The problem that I have, though, and this is where I, you know you can shout and spell and throw hypocrite at me here completely and justifiably because I don't do that for my own reasons right now, but it, it's the right – that's what social media is for, is for the social interaction – and yeah. if you do want to look at it as, well, what do I get back? Well, that's the whole point, really, is that you interact with those people, especially the content that deserves it, you know, gets that feedback and that engagement. And I've just got no doubt it will come back to you. It will. And this is when I first have conversations with people, when, when we start setting up their socials, which we'll get onto in a moment. But I have this conversation and say, look, it's not a quick fix. If you think if I invest seven hours a week in social media, it's going to bring me three leads. And that's the formula. Like, no, it doesn't happen like that. You could spend one hour and get five leads. You could spend 50 hours and get and get nothing. You might interact with 
a local company that's got 20,000 followers and you kick off because they haven't shared your post, but you interact with a lady who makes these beautiful bags and she's got 50 followers, but she, her 50 followers love her to bits and she shares one of your posts and you've got 50 leads. You can't, it's not an analytical thing. Social. Okay. Yes, there is, uh, there is, um, figures out there, but I'd rather have a hundred followers that like and comment on everything instead of a thousand followers that do nothing. And it's all about built yeah, building your brand on social, engaging with local businesses, because it breaks that barrier. If somebody contacts you and says, I've seen you on social for six months, you don't have to sell yourself. That six months work has done it for you. And they're ready to use your services. They're not going to use anyone else. 100%. I mean, I, I do a lot of sports media work with the Anfield Rap and stuff like that. And it's funny, you can, you know, in particular when we were in, in Madrid for the European Cup final, which we'll have to just because Liverpool are so poor and at the moment we're going to have to keep living on Pascal or again like we used to. But when I was in Madrid, people would stop you in the street and and, and be like, hey, you're, you know, Sean from whatever. I know you that you build that brand already, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. And, and it takes a bit of getting used to in the, in, and, and I don't mean this this could come across the wrong way. I don't mean that as kind of any, I don't know, as if you're some kind of celebrity or not, which I'm very far removed from that completely. I more mean it from the point of view that people are aware of you from social and they've come accustomed to your voice and your posts for so long that you're, you, they've probably engaged more with you than some of their, their friends even, right. especially during a lockdown period. It's, it's a, per- a perfect story. And I, I use this, I use this a lot. Um, guy who I got to know on LinkedIn, an estate agent does his bespoke content. His name's Ben Moore. He did a post about he went into a house for a market appraisal and the lady had a cup of coffee and his favourite chocolate bar sat by it. And he said, how did you know? And she turned around and said, well, I've I've followed you on social media for six months. I know that you drink coffee with one sugar and your favourite chocolate's a Mars bar. He says that woman never interacted with any of his content whatsoever, didn't like, comment, or share anything, but she bought into him. He could have just got the contract out there and then and said, we'll put the house on the market. Those barriers were already broken down, and that is, that's why I get so passionate about this. It's the best way to break down barriers. You, you, you haven't spent a penny. You've just uploaded to social media for the last six months. Be yeah. like Kit and... A fizzy, a fizzy tin of pop, <laughs> as my mother yeah. would have said. What fizzy tin of pop do you want? Eh? <laughs> it's when there's a pint of Stella at 11 in the morning and a kebab next to it, and she's like, I've, I've seen you drunken ones at one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's 11 o'clock on a Monday morning, but if you bought me them, I'll drink it. <laughs> I, I suspect you alluded to it earlier, but what's the first or, or biggest initial problem that you have to overcome or solve when a new client comes to you based on what you were saying before i'm assuming this is going to be patience and sort of expectations but what actually is it it's it's build it's managing expectations anything it's when people come to me and say right um how many leads can i expect and what do i need to do to get those leads at that point i will say to people we're probably not best to work together and i'll be honest you're better off paying your money into paid advertising where you can get a direct return for, if you spend £100, you can make £200 back. That's the biggest struggle is managing expectations. But most people come to me because I do harp on about this long-term strategy. The biggest thing for me is finding their voice on social. 
which is very hard if I've only been speaking to somebody for five, 10 minutes. So what I do is when I speak to them, we have half an hour conversation, get to know who they are. Do they like dealing with families? Do they like dealing with first time buyers? Do they like dealing with um, people that are releasing equity from their property? What's their ideal client? And then we can create the content and the voice around that then. For me, I love the design aspect of things. So people will come to me with their logo and their company colors, and it's designing something that fits in with their brand. So perfect example, I've got um, a lady up, up north from me and her colors are like a purple and there's a heart in her um, logo. So it's kind of, it's all about family and it's soft fonts and it's soft colors and it's family orientated photos compared to somebody in London who is a big corporate outfit. Well, it's all about um, the buy-to-let portfolios. It's about getting the doctors. It's very clinic clerical kind of imagery and big images. So that's, for me, that's, once I've got that nailed, I can then create content for them. But it is, it's managing expectations at the beginning. And what does it look like for mortgage brokers when you work with them and help them? So that's the initial kind of consultation. Um, what are, what actually is it that they they um, what receive they from you in terms of the execution and in terms of the posts? Are you um, are, are you just putting blogs together? Are you just putting images together? Are you working with them in terms of what meets their needs? Do they do you post it for them? Do you send the posts over to them? Kind of what what could a mortgage broker picture listening to this now in terms of what it would be like working with you? So. Perfect picture in your head. And this is how a lot of clients have told, told me how it goes. Sunday night, six o'clock, you've had your dinner. You sat at the computer or the laptop in front of the TV. You've got a glass of wine, glass of wine and you go, what the hell am I going to post about this week? What is going on? I could do research. I could find this out. And you end up doing three posts. You copy and paste a Times article about mortgages that nobody's going to read. And then you do two posts, a quick customer review, and then a post about 5% mortgages are coming back. Or it gets to Monday morning, you think, I've got to do these posts, but I'll just chase this mortgage first. Because that's more important. I take that away from them completely. So I'll come to them every two weeks and say, right, I do three posts a week for all my clients. Over the next two weeks, we're going to do a post about the government guarantee scheme. It was International Dance Day yesterday. So... Let us help you waltz through the mortgage application process. We're going to do a post about leaping when you see the perfect house. We're going to do something with a frog on there. We're going to do a post around, listen, a beautiful image with coffee in the background, coffee beans. This is one I've done. Wake up and smell the coffee. You could be missing out on massive mortgage savings. We're going to do um, the 6th of May. I think it's the 6th. There's another awareness day. is um, National No Diet Day. What mortgage broker normally puts up a post about national no diet, right? So what, what would you go for out of a massive burger, fish and chips, or a big pizza to break your diet? Bit of an interaction post. We're going to do a customer review, and then we're going to do a post about um, remortgaging. Have, have you made sure that you've got the best deal? What I'll do then, go and create the images for them, all in their branding, write the content for them, and schedule it to their social media channels. So no more sitting there on a Sunday night worrying about what to post or during the week doing a quick post because you're in between appointments. It's all looked after. The only thing I don't do is the compliance part of it. So I'll put your disclaimers on there, but they do have to be cleared by 
the mortgage brokers network to make sure that they're all compliant, which is a big thing. But yeah, apart from that, they, I'd love them to jump into their social media channels every week if they can. But let's face it, the market's ridiculous at the moment. My mortgage brokers might not have chance to get on social this week, but at least they know they're having three posts that are going out consistently every week. And for those mortgage brokers, you know, and the vast majority of them are really busy at the moment, like you say, that they've got an existing caseload that's getting, um, if you like, a, there's a backlog there because it could be, I don't know, could be because of lenders, could be because of solicitors, could be because of chains, could be because of whatever. Then you've got more and more work coming in, like you've referenced, in terms of jumping on those referrals. And you obviously want to continue your rapport with any introducers that are, that are sending you that work. So they might be listening to this going, last thing I need right now is leads coming in. In fact, if anything, I could do with turning taps down. Why Why should a mortgage broker, even if they're thinking like that, continue to post on social and, and, and if you like, build brand, even if it's not really sales that they're looking for? I'm glad that you said that. It's to build brand. We're thinking now, we're doing all the business now for the next three to six months. Sorry, we're doing the social media now for the next three to six months worth of leads because... The post we put out now, Mary, who sees the post today, might see 20 more posts in the next six months, and she'll make the decision in six months' time to use you. She won't. She probably won't make it off the back of one post about getting your agreement in principle done before you're viewing, because that's the worst thing at the moment that I'm speaking to people, is people phone up and go, hi, how are we doing? Yeah, um, I want to book an appointment. Just to let you know, I've put an offer in on a house and I need the AIP in the next 24 hours. No, it doesn't work like that. We need to build that relationship beforehand and educate people. So it's about building the brand. Perfect example, and I mention this a lot, is the Sainsbury's carrier bag. That I want to get companies to the point of, so for example, somebody's walking down the street and you see them with an orange carrier bag. You don't even have to look at the logo. You know it's Sainsbury's. That's where I want to get it to. If somebody sees a post on their social media feed and it's this turquoisey blue, they know it's Redditch Mortgage Advice that I work with. And that's their colour in the area. No other mortgage broker could open a company in that area with that particular colour because they'd all think it's Redditch Mortgage Advice. That's how strong I want the brand to be in that local area. So it's all about branding. Even if people skim past your post, they're going to see your colour, see your font, see your logo. And without them thinking about it, your name has embedded in their head. And let's do that for the next six months. Even though you don't want the leads now, let's do it for six months and get you the leads in six months' time as well. And you can always pass them on, can't you? And, and yeah, exactly, them, yeah. You know, you, you can, you, which, which builds rapport. The, what are your ambitions Chris, for the next 12 months, what, what are you looking to achieve um, with the business? Partner up with Elon Musk. To, no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, for me, I want somewhere, um, I'm looking at office premises, that's one thing, and I want to get somebody on board with me to grow the business. I want to yeah, keep on helping mortgage brokers. The, the people that I love dealing with are the, the kind of like the small teams in a local area who want to build their presence in their, I want them to be known as the go-to mortgage broker. That's I just want to help more and more people do that. And for me to be able to do that, I want an office because I am sick of working from home. I think everybody is. But to have somebody alongside me that's, that shares those values to start building the team and somebody that really wants to help people in the, in the same way that I do. 
and that I don't mean that to sound cliche or cheesy or anything, but I love seeing when people I get loads of texts saying I've had so many comments about your posts and when I see one of your posts, I just know it's you. I don't even have to look at it. That's that's when I really I get a buzz from it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That's it for this week, everyone. Uh, Chris, you've been an absolutely fantastic guest, and I could have kept you much longer, and we'd have been Check doing this in three part trilogy, like like The Godfather or whatever. Um, but thank you for listening, everyone. If you want any further information, please check out Social for Brokers and Chris. Uh, we'll be publishing loads of details uh, across our website, mortgagebrokerclub.co.uk, and also across the Mortgage Broker Club social media channels uh, with links and loads more information. Uh, please share and spread the word about the MLC show for property professionals. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, as always, I'm going to be dead cheeky and say hit us up with that five-star review. And remember to check out the products and services at the mortgagebrokerclub.co.uk. But more importantly, please stay well and take care.